that I'm consciously making sure that I'm not doing it. And then I get worried that I've done it. Oh my God, guys, this is a fucking therapy session. Are you on this train with me? Or are you like, this bitch has lost her mind. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the JD Remedy. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I'm so excited to be back, even though I was here last week. Fuck, I'm trying to get these intros down packed. It's just doing my head in. I can't. Yeah, I had, uh, I've been doing a lot of reflection for myself this week as I've been, I feel like I've been growing into this next quote unquote chapter of my life where I'm really moving into this entrepreneur, you know, like I'm, my business is doing well. I'm excited. And yeah, it's bringing up a lot of stuff about me. And as you guys know, I've been on a long, like a long personal development journey and just been growing and a lot of self-worth and self-love. And, um, yeah, that's kind of what I share with you guys all the time, but it's taken a little pivot. And as always, I want to be upfront and honest with you guys about what's been going on in the hope that if you're also in this place, you're not alone, girlfriend. So I'll be sharing some stuff to do with me personally and just my mindset and some thoughts I've been having. And I don't know, feel free to take things away from it. But that'll be the topic today, just around self-worth and a little bit of anxiety and, and stuff like that. So it'll be a good episode. I do have a recommendation for you guys. I watched, this is just my life. I never remember what it is. Yes. So it's called Keep Sweet and Obey. It is on Netflix. It is about, (laughs) I need to like record these separately. So it's a documentary miniseries or docuseries surrounding the polygamous fundamentalist church of Jesus Christ, um, which is the, what do they call it? FLDS church. This really took me on a whole other level of understanding of humans and how they operate, how the human mind works in terms of manipulation. And one of the highest, one of the seven human needs is Um, connection and acceptance and then contribution and creation and I think a lot of this kind of comes about in this society or whatever they want to call themselves so it's this has nothing to do with judging a society or judging a religion it was just fascinating to me the way that they lived and how strict the rules were and although everyone knew some of the stuff that was happening was wrong it continued anyway because you don't step outside of the norm. Like it's a rule, you don't break it. Uh, it's all for that higher purpose, right? They believe in something higher. They believe in the what's happening to them in the afterlife and what happens to them once they pass. They have to be absolutely good, keep sweet and obey in order to live their best life once they pass. So it's not about what's happening here on earth. Whatever is happening is a sacrifice in order to live their best life (laughs) in the afterlife and it's part of their religion and obviously this is a documentary because it is a cult and a lot of people uh were mistreated abused mentally sexually a lot of um child molestation i think they were marrying girls as young as 12 years old which is obviously illegal 
And the fathers of these girls were just handing them off to be married to the men in the community. It was very normal. Um, And if the mothers or anyone disobeyed and didn't go along with the norms, they were kind of kicked out of the community. Obviously, polygamy uh, was very big. So the men have a lot of power in the community. They were given multiple wives and bred multiple children. However, no one had a say in who they were marrying or who they had children with. It was the one leader in the group who definitely took advantage of his leadership. He was getting messages from up above from God saying, I've been told this person's marrying this person. But then randomly he would get a different message and this man would have 10 children to this one woman and he'd randomly say she now has to marry someone else and have children and the children and that woman would be taken away and go to a separate family or just the woman would be moved. Just the woman would have to go and marry someone else and she wasn't allowed to speak to her children from the other family. Like it just goes into so much detail about the trauma and the strict rules. They all had to wear the same thing. It was all pastel colors but all the females have to had had to have the same hairstyle like braids or like a quaffed almost in their fringes and the males were kind of seen as the be all and end all very powerful and the girls kind of you know head down and kept on with it but it just fascinated me this is still going on today like the society still exists and obviously the documentary was from the point of view from people that had escaped or gotten out which was very rare they were talking about their experiences and what they went through but a lot of it was about the kids like what was going on with the children how early they lost their virginity and it was rape like they didn't have a say in it it was just the expectation that you're now married from as young as 12 years old and you will sleep with your husband because that you're pleasing your husband. That's how you get into this afterlife thing. Um, Doesn't matter if you're unhappy or you don't want to do it, you must do it. And it was rape and, and taking advantage of young kids who had no say in what was happening with their body or their life. And it was just disgusting to think about what was going on and the people that did have a sense of awareness of what was going on and obviously it tried to escape. You can't escape. You're not allowed. You're like locked in there. But the people that did get away were telling their story and it was just horrendous to kind of watch and think about. And it made me just even more interested in the human mind and how we operate in herds and to be part of a tribe. We talk about like leadership styles and, um, levels of values where we sit like you have a tribal mentality or a community mentality means you just follow the pack right because you as a human we desperately want to be a part of something and belong to the point where we're brainwashed and we do things against our will and what we're uncomfortable with and it's just very fascinating watching that dynamic within the society and again this is not anything about religion it's What are you willing to do? What are you willing to put your kids through, your 12-year-old daughter, to have that afterlife? And I remember one of the girls that was being interviewed, you know, randomly got called upon, quote unquote, from God, a message from God saying, it's your turn now. And she was 12 years old and she said, I was the youngest person to ever, the first of many, but the very first 12-year-old to 
be married off and she said she was crying while she was putting on her wedding dress she said please don't make me do this mom like I'm so uncomfortable I don't love him I don't like I'm still a child I don't want to do this and she said it's for the greater good like you got to go do it she was forced into it and he raped her that night like it's just I don't understand but it's interesting to watch just to watch them like how does that even happen how does your mind deal with that and go through it for something higher that you believe in you sacrifice like what are your values you know you're willing to put your children through that you're willing to go through that yourself for something that will happen when you pass you know it's just interesting as to what they believe in but definitely recommend that uh keep sweet and obey on netflix crazy crazy So yeah, let's get into today's episode. I really want to talk about this self-worth journey and for me, how it's kind of taken a little turn. I'm not going to say it's a bad turn. It's just something that I haven't really experienced until now. And how I came to this conclusion or how I came about it was you do so much work about yourself and especially in my line of work in coaching excuse me, an NLP, I learned so much about human behavior and, you know, subconscious mind and behaviors and emotions. And for starters, I've learned so much about myself. I'm now hyper aware of how I operate and how I interact with people. And for some reason, that's taken a turn to anxiety. And for an example, I went to a business event on the weekend. It was like a networking event, but we still learned some stuff. And I was in the room full of women and the second half of the event was just networking. Like you had to talk to everyone. You didn't have to, but it's opportunity to talk to everyone and meet everyone, which is fine. But then I become hyper aware of, am I interrupting too much? Like, am I talking too much? did I say the wrong thing? And normally I'm fine in the moment, but it's when I get home or on the drive home, I sit there with my own thoughts and I start analyzing the situation that I was in. I start analyzing every conversation I had that night. Like they had this look on their face. I wonder if they were judging me. Did they, were they annoyed that I was talking or were they annoyed that I was interrupting them or was I even interrupting them? I can't remember if I was interrupting it. And I just go in this cycle of analyzing my quote unquote behavior. And I think, I mean, it was probably fine. Like I don't doubt myself. I'm pretty confident in who I am. I know I have a lot of value to give to people. I'm a kind, caring person or whatever. And I don't know why and I don't know if anyone else listening has experienced this before where you've had these conversations, maybe you've gone to a party, you've been on a date and then you go home or even a week later you go, did I say the wrong thing? (laughs) What did he think about when I said that? Or what did those people think when I told that story? And I'm assuming from my line of work, that's anxiety, right? Like it's not normal to judge everything you say or think about for a week after how that conversation went down. And it's interesting because I know it's anxiety, but where has it come from? I think, I don't know if it's coming from this place of trying to be this certain version 
that I think people want to see or want to hear from. And the more personal development I've done, the more confident I've become, the more I know my worth, the more I get excited and confident to meet people. So I don't know why or where this doubt or anxieties come from. And the more I think about it, I I know this quote where if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And I highly believe that. I think it's about surrounding yourself with people that level you up, that bring more value, that teach you something new, right? And I've been the smartest person in the room and I've been the quote unquote dumbest person in the room. And maybe I'm getting to that level of awareness and growth where I'm now hanging out with people that are like super entrepreneurial and have their head screwed on and they're mature and their businesses are earning lots of money. (laughs) And I've only just started my business. So it's, I think maybe I'm out of my depth a little bit in terms of the new people that are coming into my life. And that's a good thing, by the way. It's a blessing to be able to say, I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable. I'm way out of my depth. And because for such a long time, I was super confident. I knew my shit. I had been very successful climbing a corporate ladder and a career. And I knew everything there was to know about my role. But now that I'm not in that role and I've stepped into being an entrepreneur like properly and I have clients now and I'm going to business retreats or whatever you want to call them. I was in a room full of women that were had very successful businesses and they had had for years. So I think in that sense, I felt a little bit out of my depth, but in a good way, like it was challenging for me. Um, but I don't know why my mind has gone to doubting me as a person because it's not doubting my abilities in my business. It was doubting my mannerisms, my behavior, was I interrupting and was I annoying? (laughs) Like, I don't for a second think that those women thought I was annoying, but that's just where your mind goes to when you have anxiety. It's, did I say the wrong thing or how did that come out? Like I, I had good intentions of wanting to join the conversation, but was I interrupting or was I you know, like, was I, was it my place to jump in or I don't know, like they probably loved my company, but still my natural reaction is to think about everything that I said or I did. And yeah, I don't know why it suddenly come up. Like I even do it in my current relationships when we, cause I'm a big reflector. Like I can't, if I'm in an argument or I'm very angry, I need that time to myself to think about everything that's happened to cool down, to think about how I want to respond. And then I'll come back and we'll finish the conversation. Like everybody has a different fighting style. So mine is I need to take that time to cool down and think about everything. And I'm normally able to calm myself down in my head. That went a bit off topic, but I've been thinking about that. The more I reflect, um, like if my partner and I have an argument or I have a conversation with a friend or at work, I tend to kind of not go back in my shell, but really sit there and go, am I, am I a good girlfriend? Like, and then you compare yourself and I really don't know where this has come from. I don't know what's triggered it or what's started me on this anxiety fueled (laughs) thought train of what's people think about me or 
yeah, did they agree with what I said or anything like that? It's really, it's a really weird place for me to be in. It's very foreign to me. I am definitely aware it's something that happens when you have anxiety. Uh, So I'm not sure what's brought it in or what's different. The only thing I can really think of is being outside of my comfort zone and being around new people. And maybe for me, when I have conversations and this is an excuse, this isn't an excuse for me in terms of how I communicate, but I forget shit really easily. So if I'm in a conversation with someone, it's flowing. If they see it, it's interrupting. It Me interrupting and asking questions is so that I can ask for more details to fit the picture in my head. Like as you're telling me something, you're telling me a story, we're conversing. I'm a very visual person. I am painting a picture in my head of you walking into the office, you having a conversation with Karen and that argument taking place. I'm painting a picture in my head. And if you skip a detail, I'm a very detailed orientated person. If you skip a detail, I will cut you off and go, okay, sorry, what time of day was this? What were you wearing though? What did you have for breakfast? Like, and I'm sorry if that comes across as interrupting, but it's me. I'm so engaged in what you're saying. I need to fill the details in my head. And if I miss a detail or I miss something that I feel like I need to know, I will probably interrupt you. Um, but I do think sometimes I get so excited that I probably do interrupt and it's my biggest pet peeve like I hate it when people interrupt me so I think I'm so hyper aware of that being my pet peeve (laughs) that I'm consciously making sure that I'm not doing it and then I get worried that I've done it oh my god guys this is a fucking therapy session are you on this train with me or are you like this bitch has lost her mind you need therapy (laughs) But I just want to be real with you guys. This is what I've been going through the last few weeks or months. And I don't know if anyone else does this. So if you do, please message me and tell me I'm not alone in this. So I don't feel like a freak. But yeah, I am very consciously aware that I know what good communication is. As a coach, I have to practice good listening skills. So I don't interrupt you. Like if you've listened to any of my interviews or my podcasts, I hardly talk because it's like, You give them space to talk. You suspend. It's like 101 good communication, right? So I think because I know that, I'm very hyper aware that I may be doing that. But it comes from a good place. It's not that I'm not listening to you. I'm just so excited to be a part of this conversation that I need to fill the gaps. I need to know the details. So maybe that's what it is. Did we just come to a conclusion? But then... You know, it's not a nice feeling coming home from such a beautiful space, beautiful environment that I didn't feel judged at all. So that's not where it's coming from. It's when I get home, I analyze everything. So how can I stop that? How can I come from this place of whatever you said was perfect and you showing up was perfect, you know, and that's what I would tell my clients But why am I going through this space myself of judging myself and criticizing myself? I don't know why lately I'm not okay with it, but there obviously seems to be a lot going on in my head, but I'll put it down to I'm no longer the smartest person in the room because I'm okay with that. It means I'm in a good place. I'm learning from other incredible people that are new in my life, which is weird. You know, like I'm nearly 30 years old. And I tell you guys, it's so natural to outgrow people because I've gone through 
losing people from high school and holding on to very close, dear friends. And maybe there's multiple times where you let people go. You know, I'm assuming when you become a mum, you definitely find out who you want around your life, whether they, you know, fit into that lifestyle of yours or not. So maybe I'm just going through another phase of letting people go of I'm like meeting a new version of myself, if that makes sense, in a good way. And in order to grow as a person and let go of what you thought you knew about yourself or the comfortable version of yourself is questioning how you behave around new people and questioning how you think and what you say. And not in terms of I can't be myself around these people because I'm comfortable being myself, but it's like shedding the layers of what you knew previously. (laughs) Um, And with that comes natural anxiety. Like anxiety is such a natural thing and whether it cripples your day-to-day life or it just gets your brain ticking, I think some anxiety is kind of good if it makes you think about some stuff. Uh, But yeah, it's become a little bit of a frustrating thing for me where I come home and analyze everything because I thought I had – more confidence than that. Um, And it doesn't necessarily mean I'm not confident. It just means I don't fucking know what it means. I'm trying to figure that out by brainstorming this with you guys, but it's a different experience for sure, you know, and I don't necessarily like it, but I think I'm a little bit out of my depth in a good way, but it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. Everybody's got a little bit of self-doubt, you know, whether they're aware of it, whether they think it's a problem, I think self-doubt is natural, especially if you are competitive, you compare yourself to other people. For me, I've always had this huge anxiety up until now. And you'll see it on my YouTube channel trailer. I've always had anxiety about what am I doing with my life? Where am I going? Who am I going to be? And it's only till recently I haven't really given a fuck. I just trust the process. I've done like a 180. It's so weird. I used to be so anxious about where I was, how old I was. Like a lot of my friends are either engaged or have kids or both. And I'm very content now. My, I want to work on my business to become successful and get to a certain point in my life and my lifestyle to then have kids. Kids are still my number one thing that I want in my life, but I'm very content with where I'm at and the progress I'm making. So it's just so weird. Like if If 20-year-old Jade heard me saying that, she would roll over and fucking die. Like, what do you mean you're not worried about where you're going and what's happening? (laughs) You know, like I used to not sleep at night thinking about what I was doing with my life and I'm running out of time. You know, I'm 20-something and, oh, my God, I'm running out of time. And I have conversations with um, older women that are like, you're a baby still. I'm like, yeah, but I'm nearly 30. It's like, bitch, I'm fucking 50 and I haven't got it figured out, you know? And we put so much pressure on ourselves to say everything right and do everything right and know everything, which is fucking ridiculous. Cause that's not possible. First of all. So I don't know where this has come from. <laughs> Chill Jade. Chill Jade in terms of where my life is heading and what's happening more chill but chill jade in terms of what she says to people is on high alert (laughs) i don't know why because i don't want to do that i feel bad for myself i don't want to judge myself i know that what i say is valuable i just don't want to interrupt people you know i don't want to 
I don't want to sound like a fuckhead. (laughs) That's very mean. You shouldn't talk about yourself like that, Jade and everyone else listening. But I think I need to be more patient with myself. I'm obviously leveling up because I'm such a fucking superstar. I'm no longer the smartest person in the room. I'm out of my depth in this entrepreneurial world. But yeah, I think I just need to be patient with myself. You know, that's what I would tell my clients if they had this problem is just be patient with yourself. You're out of your depth, obviously, but you're you're not going to sink. You're going to swim and you're going to thrive. You're going to jump out of that water like a fucking dolphin. And <laughs> see what I mean? I'm very visual. Like analogy, anal, 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 analogy, not a metaphor, an anal, anal, energy, and oh my God. Analogy, is that a word? Fuck. <laughs> Talk about not being the smartest person in the room. Metaphor versus analogy. It is apparently a word. Doesn't sound right in my head, but we'll go with it. Thanks, Google. But yeah, I forgot what I was saying. I'm overwhelmed. So yeah, I just thought I'd jump on here, share my personality crisis with you. Um, Someone please tell me they've experienced this, so I'm not alone. (laughs) I'm not helping you guys today. You're helping me. So I thought I'd jump on and wave my white flag, say, send me fucking help. Winter is coming. Okay. (laughs) Battle your stations. Yeah, that's all I wanted to share. Just, uh, you know, it's my turn. Okay. I need some help too. Sending it out there. Please send help. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm not kidding. Send help. But yeah, I hope you guys, um, I don't, hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something from it. I hope it sparked an aha moment in your mind. Um, hopefully some sort of wisdom came from me word vomiting on today's episode, but you know, you know me, I'm just raw, authentic. I say it how it is judgment free zone over here. So yeah, hope it helps someone in some sort of weird way, but yeah, if you guys are going through some shit, You are welcome to book in a free coaching session with me. I am all ears, my love. Jump onto my Instagram page. In my Instagram bio, you'll see the free coaching booking link. So jump onto there. You'll also see my YouTube and my Facebook group for this podcast. So go for gold. I'd love to connect with you guys. Tell me all about your day. What's going on? How can I help? Full of love here. Open arms. Get on it. I'm going to jump off before I talk myself into an abyss. I don't don't know what I'm saying anymore, guys. I'm sorry. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. I will see you guys next week.